What's up, Rip City? This is Jabari Walker, and you're listening to The Blazers Balcony with Brooke Olsendam and KZ Holdall. Greetings, Blazer fans, and welcome to The Blazers Balcony, episode 87 of The Blazers Balcony, a very special, up-to-the-date edition of The Blazers Balcony. Draft lottery has just finished. I am Casey Holdall. I'm joined by my friend and co-worker, Brooke Olsendam. Brooke, how are you feeling with the news of the Portland Trail Blazers getting the third overall pick in the 2023 draft? And how are you doing just in general? Well, thank you. I'm doing pretty good in general and, uh, and on both fronts, really. Uh, number three, if you know, you could would have told me ahead of time or a while back, I would say that's that's great. But then you get kind of you get a, I'm here. Well, to, be honest, to let everyone know, I'm here at Moda Center on um, the third. The 300 level is the uh, place called the Pines. And that's where we had kind of our work, our work uh, lottery party. Uh, so there, I would say there's like 50 people, 40, 50 people. We all kind of congregated. And then you kind of get wrapped up in the feeling where, you know, you see seven go to a different team, six go to a different team, five, and then when you're top four, everyone's freaking out. And then you you really start letting your, your mind go there, like, number one, it's happening, it's happening. So it's like one of two things where you get excited that, you know, you're at least top three, or then you get so, you know, dead set on being that number one because you're part of the top three that you're disappointed. I'm not, obviously, number one would have been the best. We, that goes without saying, but I still think you know, that number three pick in the, the draft is a great one. It can be used in a lot of different ways. And I love the excitement here. It's quiet now. Everyone was just kind of, you know, like on edge for a while. And it was fun being seeing people I haven't seen since the season ended. But everyone was very excited. And it, it did. It gave, it gave Blazers fans something to look forward to and kind of congregate together. And I've been looking on Twitter and a bunch of people like went to watch it together. And so I think number three, uh, although not the number one choice, uh, it's still a good one. And I think a lot can be done with it. And again, uh, better than the odds were for us to get one that high. So I'm I'm pleased. Absolutely. The Blazers had a 10.4 about percent chance of getting the first, second, third, or fourth. They end up getting the third pick, very much overperforming their draft odds. Blazers more were more likely to have the sixth or seventh pick was their best odds, end up getting third. So as Brooke mentioned, while you really wish they could have gotten that to that number one pick, and you know, when they go to the commercial break on ESPN and they're to the top four and the Blazers are still in it. You know, at that point, you really let your mind start to wander. You get excited. But, you know, ending up with the third pick is still a, a very good situation for the Trailblazers. So let's just run it down real quick. New Orleans with 14th pick. Toronto with a 13th pick. OKC with a 12th pick. 11 goes to Chicago or via or to Orlando via Chicago. 10 was the Mavericks. 9 was the Jazz. 8 was the Wizards. 7 is the Pacers. 6 is Orlando. And then this is where it changes up. The Detroit Pistons, who had the top three odds, end up in fifth. Houston goes fourth, then Portland at third, Charlotte at second, and the San Antonio Spurs once again getting a generational big man, just like they did 20-something years ago when they drafted Tim Duncan. So not as good as it could have been, but still a very good situation. Obviously, a much improved from last year where the Blazers had the sixth best odds and got the seventh pick. Though obviously, I think that turned out pretty good with, with Shane Sharp. But now Portland with a top three lottery pick in the 2023 draft to go with the first round pick they also have from the Knicks, as well as an early second round pick that they also have from the Hawks. So Blazers now with three picks, all of them, I, I think, fairly valuable. And now they have an opportunity to go out and either draft a great young player or maybe use that in a trade. Like I, by having the third pick, it really opens up a lot of different options for the team. I think you obviously if you get one, you got to take Wembenyama. Two, I think it's a little harder to kind of decide what you're going to do. Three, I think everything is on the table. I, I think they would be 
completely happy with drafting someone at three. I think they will definitely probably look around to see what their options are from an asset perspective at number three, along with the, with the first round picks from the Knicks as well. So again, while it's maybe not the number one, a, a very good night for the trailblazers and a, a very good start to this off season that could be very transformational for this team and almost kind of needs to be transformational, or at least important for this team. So getting the third pick in a very good draft, that's a pretty good place to start. Yeah. And you know what? I understand where, you know, like I mentioned, Blazers fans kind of getting together to watch this and making it somewhat of an event, which I totally understand. I will make anything an event if I can get together. Like, yes, we should all get together and watch this thing that will happen about under 25 minutes. But still, uh, yeah, they were you know looking forward to having something to look forward to. So I get it. And the third pick was, again, if you would have told me that a while back, I would have been thrilled. So there's just the opportunities are endless because, you know, you think of we were joking about it with, you know, the group that we were watching with all that we people that we work with, like it's a game of Tetris, like what team might want that third pick because they assume that this person is going to go there and that's someone they're really interested in. And so it just somehow like sometimes they all work out perfectly. Every team gets what they want in a trade like that or, you know, sometimes they don't work out, but it really comes down to like making sure every piece fits. And oftentimes, you know, your team that's involved in that comes away with something that betters your team. So that's obviously the end goal for the Blazers, no matter what they do with that pick, that uh, overall it brings in some some needed pieces to this team. So top three pick in a draft that, I mean, could be a lot worse. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. It could be much, much worse. It's worse for teams like the Pistons, who yeah, like the Pistons. lost a whole lot of games this year and are getting the fifth overall pick. So again, while it might not be the exact what you wanted, it's the third best option, which, you know, for a franchise that, you know, has, has had some unlucky uh, moments in their franchise history to to get third, I think is, uh, again, that, that's fairly lucky. So, Brooke, I want to ask you, too, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of anticipation today about kind of what was going to happen and people really kind of biting their nails, waiting for the for the lottery to happen today. What did you do to, uh, to kind of take your mind off it? Were you thinking about it all day long? Like what was your, what was your, your thought process or or your, your anticipation for the event tonight? Funny, funny. You should ask that. Um, about a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine, uh, Janelle James, she owns Janelle James boutique, which is out of Washington square, longtime friend of mine. Um, I've been kind of modeling for her for a while and for, she's a local, she's you know from the area. So it's small business that I love to support. And so I went out there. She asked me to do this a long time ago. And it's the day got closer. I'm like, okay, still, I'm still going to do it, but I've got to be out at a certain time. It is the lottery. And she's like, what do you mean? So the whole day I was explaining it to her, like, then this happens and this happens. And so like, you know, it was, it was kind of fun, like getting ready for it by explaining it to someone that might not know the ins and outs of the, you know, the, the lottery and why you want to buy some, you know, the whole thing about getting a higher pick. Some people that don't follow the sport are like, well, why would you lose games to, let, let, let me try to explain to you. So it was kind of fun, like talking to someone throughout the day. So I did the shoot at Washington square and then I raced over here to Moda. So I've been thinking about it all day, but it was really more so like it, it started to become really fun when you're around everyone that has the same interests as you do. Like obviously if everyone I'm around is a Blazers employee. So then it became like, oh, this is super fun. And this is real. Oh gosh, we're getting closer. And you know, everyone was on the same page and you know, arms, I had Aaron Grossman, you know, AG, obviously that's your guy was standing next to me and he went to go get something. I was like, you can't leave. I need someone to hold on to. You can't leave. <laughs> so then it got real, like it got real, you know? So it was, it was fun. Um, and I've been excited about it because now it's like, now you get excited about the actual draft, you know, like it's one thing, then it gets excited about the next thing, the next thing. So yeah, I, I, I've been looking forward to this and just to get people excited for next season. I know that this team, this fan base and the team and organization of everyone wants to win. That is unquestioned. So 
the fact that like we're getting a little bit closer and now there's this tangible thing of a, a third pick. It's exciting. So yeah, I, I've been, I was prepping by, by walking around in dresses. And then when I got here, my mind really, you know, wrapped around the idea. Okay. It's time. Yeah. I allowed myself to kind of think about it a lot this morning. I, I posted some podcast stuff from yesterday that I posted this morning and I found myself just kind of reading and, and kind of just paying a lot of attention to it. And at a certain point I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this all day long. So I went and bought a new lawnmower because ah. the old one burned out, uh, helped a guy, jumped a guy's car while I was at the Ace Hardware, which I felt like I was like, oh, this is, I'm being That's nice. nice of like, you. This, this, maybe this will, this will help the team. Uh, did a little bit of grocery shopping, came back, uh, fought with the lawn for a while and then, uh, prepared myself for the, uh, for the draft lotteries. So yeah, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to dwell in it all day long. And, you know, we've been doing this for a while. So like, you almost kind of don't let yourself get excited about things sometimes. I mean, at least yeah. me, or at least try not to to get too kind of over your skis about it because then, you know, if it doesn't happen, you know, you end up feeling pretty crummy about it, but to, uh, it was a good day and, and it, uh, capped off with the Portland Trailblazers getting the third pick. So, um, obviously the Victor Wembenyama is going to go first. I mean, there, there's no discussion about that. You know, when you're watching the ESPN lottery broadcast, you know, you got Woj out there talking about how he's maybe the best prospect in the history of team sports or something like that. And I'm sure he's going to be phenomenal, but like, I remember some guys who were pretty dang good when they came out of college and it had fantastic NBA careers. So maybe pump the brakes on that just for a minute. (laughs) But after that, it seems like it's fairly wide open. I, I think for the most part, the consensus seems to be that Scoot Henderson out of the G League is going to be the guy at number two. But the thing about that is that with Charlotte getting the number two pick, are they really going to draft a point guard when they already have LaMelo Ball on their team as their point guard, another young, successful point guard? I think that's that's debatable. So e- even at that point, I, I you've already started to hear that that maybe Brandon Miller is moving up in, in the in the process, and that's kind of what what the assumption is is that those top three picks, it seems to me at least, and this is again as someone who only really starts paying attention to draft stuff as the draft process starts to heat up, it seems like Brandon Miller out of Alabama is kind of like the everyone the guy who everyone thinks is going to go third. Obviously, the pre draft process that could go a lot of different ways, but. It really, it really, again, it gives Portland a lot of different options. And, and I think the assumption now that, or if there was an assumption that like, well, it's going to go Victor and then Scoot one, two, I mean, Victor is obviously going to go one, but I think with Charlotte getting that pick, I think you can make an argument that maybe Scoot Henderson will be there at, at three. Again, we we're just starting the pre-draft process now, but I think that the way that the lottery shook out could have as much to do with where guys go as anything else in, in this draft. And granted, you know, if you really feel like he's the best, if if you're in Charlotte and you feel like Scoot Henderson is the best player, you know, I'm a best player available kind of guy. So I would probably go that route. But again, it's something that, that a team has to think about. So Portland, you know, probably feels good with whoever they, they get in that spot. You know, they, they need talent. They probably don't need a point guard, but everything else other than that, they could use those guys. So uh, I think there's a lot of different options for Portland if they decide to use that pick. And didn't Scoot, if I'm not incorrect, come out and say he thought he was the number one pick in this draft? He did. And, you know, uh, guys are supposed to do that, you know, like, and I think well, he, I didn't, sometimes I didn't, guys are like, <laughs> you know, whatever happens, happens. But he was pretty like, well, I think I'm number one. I didn't read the article, but I did see something that he basically like made the case for himself. And, I, and I'm guessing it was probably like, I've been playing against higher competition. Sure. I am a specimen like I, I'm he, he's I'm sure he's got a great argument for it. You know, with, with all of the hype around women, Yama, I 
would be shocked if he didn't go first, but it's always a possibility. I'm just saying, like, if you look at the value that he thinks he he has on his own, and then you th- if he's even close to accurate, you got like you mentioned teams. Like I said before, it's like all of, it's a puzzle. So you got teams that are desperate for a player of his position, and you got other teams that it might not be that big of a necessity. But I agree with you. I'm a uh, best player first pick also. But like when it gets to like the two and the three and all that stuff, when you have like maybe a solid solid position and a backup and one that you really don't need need, but um, but you definitely need a point guard or a, you know shooting guard, and then you just kind of get into the mix. Like, well, then we're a team that needs that, and we're a team that needs this. Doesn't need that, and that's when you kind of get the most interesting things that happen, where certain teams really need a position, like let's say are desperate for a point guard, and let's say that Scoot ends up at the three, and then you, who knows? You know, the Blazers already have a pretty darn, darn good point guard, so things like that are when it gets interesting, and that's the kind of stuff I look forward to. The the um, just the inner the inner workings of it all, like. I being a GM would be, I mean, and the associate GMs like that is, wow, that's got to like your brain has to hurt after a while. Like there's so many different scenarios, but it's exciting too. And then if it all works out in your favor, then it was obviously work all worth all the hard work, but it just comes down to what teams need. And sometimes like that benefits a random team in the best way. And it just happens to come down to where you have your picks and what your needs are. Did you notice that Sergey Olivia, who was on the broadcast, he was there for the trailblazers. Did you catch the, when they showed all the executives, like he was smiling pretty wide, like before the, yeah. the show started. So I think he might have. Uh, and Sergey's not a, a real well-known guy, I don't think. So I don't know if people can necessarily put it together. But when I saw that, I was like, hey, that's a uh, he looks pretty happy there, like happier than I would expect you to be. Yeah. If you and there was a uh, cute there was a cute shot of B-Roy where it was right after they made the top four Blazers did. And he like looked around and I think it was right then. And he like made a smirk, like kind of like kind of did a side smile, like like, you know, like I know something or whatever. Or like that's exciting. Like he maybe knew who knows, whatever. But AG was standing next to me. He's like, we got to get that smirk for social media because, you know, like it was it was adorable. Like you could see it wasn't a smirk, but it was just like this is good. This is good. Like, you know, Brandon Roy looked pleased with what was happening and it was a a fun face that he kind of made to whoever he was looking at, but that's like the social, you know, the social media content people that you are, you know, included in. I was like, that was cute. He's like, yep, we got to, we got to cut, we got to clip that. We got to clip that. Clip it. (laughs) Shout out out to Brandon Roy too. I mean, he's two for two on greatly overperforming draft odds at this point. So I mean, uh, in in one regard, or in most regards, you would hope that the Blazers will not be back in the lottery at this time next year, or even for an extended period of time. But if they are, I would say at this point, you got to ride Brandon Roy until uh, until the results go the other direction. Because as of right now, he is he is delivered in both of the draft lotteries of which he has been the representative. So Brooke, even as someone who I know was hoping to get that call. I imagine that you feel like, hey, he did a great job. So I, I can't be too awful offended that I wasn't the one that got to go to Chicago with Tristan to uh, to enjoy the draft lottery. Yeah, it took me a second. Um, you know, like I said, after I got a lot of nice texts saying, "Are you okay?" You and especially but... for a UW guy to get it too, as I a know. wazoo girl. I, I mean, that, that's it. a little more salt in the uh, in the <laughs> No, I had to put a little more salt in the that. Cougar gold. <laughs> that is a lot of people did say that and a husky. Um, but no, I, that was awesome. And it was fun to see him. Um, I don't know if you saw at the beginning, like as they were walking to their seats, like you could see a bunch of people, like not like it look, also kind of looked like people like were walking down the aisle to sit, sit in their seats. And everyone on the side was like, Oh, Brandon Roy. Like it was real sweet. He was like waving, like, you know, like a coronation or something, but everyone you could tell was like super excited that he was there. And so I thought that was a great moment. Yeah, I'm definitely over not going. It was the right, cho- it was the right choice. And he, yeah, his record 
you know, I mean, speaks for itself. So, and it was, it was a cute moment watching him walk down and everyone was really pumped for him. So I love that. And it, overall, I mean, again, number one would have been by far the best, but I'm not just, dis- I mean, I'm not going to take it with this as a disappointment. I'm not going to walk away disappointed. I think it's the, one of the best case scenarios, one of them, not the, but one of them. Absolutely. And now, you know, obviously the pre-draft process is a years long process. They've the, the front office folks have been scouting these guys since they were in high school. So it's not like, you know, you're starting today with your pre-draft, but now that everyone knows what the picks are going to be, it does kind of kick into gear a little bit here. When you consider what really goes into the pre-draft process, particularly the the workout piece of the pre-draft process, obviously the team is in Chicago right now for the NBA combine. They're going to be there for a while. You, you go through, they go through some workouts, they do some interviews with players, but once you get back into your building, then you start having your in-person workouts and with the third pick and also the 23rd pick, that's a real range of guys that you would assume they're going to be bringing in for workouts. Because if with the third pick, you're probably looking at guys, you know, I would say probably three or four guys, probably solo workouts. And then you get to 23 and that's really more, that's a, I mean, guys in that 23 range, there's guys in the, who could think they're top 10 and might not go to 23. There's guys who might be in the middle of the second round who think they're going to be in first round. And that's someone you'd work out for 23 along with what they're going to do with that second round pick they have from Atlanta. So what I'm saying is that they have a, there's a lot of different directions they can go in terms of their preparation in regards to pre-draft workouts, because now with the third pick, you're going to have a whole bunch of guys who are going to want to come work out for you. And that's been an issue in the past when you're kind of in that late lottery kind of 20 range, like sometimes guys don't want to work out for you because they don't want to set the expectation that that's the range that they're in. They might think that they're a better player than that, or they should go higher than that. And why would I work out for a team at 23? That's going to make people think that I'm thinking I'm going to go 23. I should be going 13th. But when you have the the third pick, that's a situation where you you have players now who want to work out for you. You're not going to have to convince guys to come in to work out for you at number three. You're going to basically have anyone you want to come getting into your building to, to see what they have, whoever you want to have an interview with, whoever you want to check out their medicals. You would imagine at three, they're going to have the option to do that with pretty much everyone other than Wembenyama. I mean, I, I would imagine that even Scoot Henderson, even if he feels very strong that he's going to go too, particularly with Charlotte getting that pick, I would imagine that Portland will have some interest in in getting a workout there, and I would imagine they will be able to secure that. And then everyone else from there, you know, your your Brandon Millers and your your Thompson twins, which I guess we probably should stop calling the Thompson twins since there actually is a group called the Thompson twins, though no one that's not like the Olsen twins, old enough, yeah, or or not like not like the Olsen twins, yeah. Hopefully, I think when you like turn sixteen, you you don't call them twins anymore. Maybe I don't know. Well, that's true, but they always show them together. I mean, they played on the same team on the broadcast. They interviewed them together, which I agree too, though, Brooke. Like I was. Not always, and it doesn't happen very often. But I feel a little bit bad for those guys. It's like, hey, man, like, I I love my brother. It's great, but like, can I can I do my own thing here? Like, can I yeah. can I just have a one on one interview? Like, does do I have to have my my brother here with me? But you know, we have then, to dress the same every day. I mean, <laughs> they kind of do. Which also, by the way, too, Scoot the uh, are, are adding belt buckles to suits the new thing now because Scoot Henderson's suit had like two buckles on the side of it that like you would cinch down if you were like, I wasn't sure what that was about. I initially thought it was actually just a belt that he was wearing across his chest, but I actually yeah. didn't think it was connected to his, his jacket. Well, so. we might get the chance to ask him. I don't know. I, and that's the <laughs> way to bring it back around. Brooke said, I think we might, because again, now you have a pre-draft process where 
You could have guys who are going to go undrafted, who you think might be decent for second round. Obviously, you still have a whole G League team to fill out, so you're probably going to want to do some workouts for that. You got the 23rd pick, which can then go all kinds of different directions. And by the time you get to that point in the draft, like a lot of times it doesn't feel like there's really a consensus about who should go where. So that is kind of a really a, a question mark. And then at three, I think there's all kinds of different options for three. This also seems like a draft to me where workouts or at least kind of the way guys conduct themselves, it seems like a draft where guys might shoot up or, or kind of chain slots after those first two to three picks. So it does seem like there's a there's a whole lot of opportunity for the Blazers to get a bunch of guys into their facility, see what they can do, and then you know use that intel along with the intel they've gotten from scouting for all these years to make that decision. So it's a, uh, it, I think it, it seems to be locking in pretty well for the team to have a, a very productive pre-draft going into the draft in 2023. It just seems like they've got a good mix of obviously a top pick, a middle pick and a second round pick it gives you a lot of different options. seems like they're going to have a lot of different ways to, to gather Intel with those picks and mm-hmm. then make the best possible choice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And that's why they're uh they're in their positions and we are sitting here. And we're here talking and on you're this in podcast. your house and I'm in Moda at empty Moda talking about what might happen, but they there's so much going on, you know, behind the scenes and so much more. That, and that's why they do what they do, that they're experts at, you know, uh Joe talked and we talked about this recently about how he wanted to make a more concerted effort to look overseas. And, you know, has a lot of he has more staff than, you know, in the previous few years that are like focusing on different things so that every area is covered when it comes to, you know, bringing in new people. And they, you know, they're scouted. Everyone knows everything about everyone. And I mean, a great a great example of that is bringing in Shaden last year. I mean, that's a perfect example. Shaden Sharp, uh, yeah, I didn't know much about him, but the people that were supposed to know about him did in terms of players employees. And look what we got out of that. And um, I don't know how many other teams knew that Shaden was going to be, you know, the guy that we saw this season. So that those sort of conversations are happening behind the scenes right now with what is going to happen with with the Blazers, with the teams surrounding it, with teams that maybe want those picks. There's just all these conversations going on that with the minds that are supposed to be having them. And I can't wait to see what actually happens with it all. But, yeah, it's a. The delicate dance, all of this stuff. It's very intricate. And uh, I'm glad uh, I'm glad I don't have to do it. <laughs> glad we can just talk about it and be like, hey, maybe this, maybe that. But that would be like making those decisions. I mean, that's it's a big deal. You know, it, it's for uh an organization that with led by Damian Lillard really wants to make a run for it, you know, and make their case known that they want to be, you know, in the in the midst, not just playoffs, but you know, really make make a dent in the postseason and then at one point win a championship. So all these things are up in the air and I just can't wait to see how everything kind of falls down and, and into place before the season starts. I've, I've talked about this a couple of times ago, but I'm, yeah, I've never been kind of more excited for a season than this one. It, winning this pick, getting the third pick, that does make this offseason much more exciting. You know, obviously mm-hmm. if you end up at six or seven, it's still a very robust pre-draft process. But when you're talking about lottery picks, when you're talking about the top three selections, that that does add an emphasis and an interest and an excitement to it that you just don't get when you get further and further down into the lottery. Right. So if nothing else, as someone who creates content and knowing how much Blazer fans love the draft and, and love the idea of, of young players and and of promise and of, of what could be, 
It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good lottery for us as well, Brooke, because uh, I imagine there's going to be a whole lot of interest in what this team is going to be doing over the next couple months. And uh, hopefully we can provide something of value to you to uh, to quell your interest in this team or to, to satiate your interest in this team, I guess I should say. So it's going to be exciting. I don't know when pre-draft workouts are going to start. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if kind of this changes up some of what their plans were. But either way, uh, whatever they have, whatever they end up doing, we will bring it to you. We'll be here. Brooke will be there. I will be there. Stick with us. Listen to the podcast. Subscribe and like if you haven't already. Um, Follow Brooke on social. Don't follow me on social because uh, you'll regret it. But I'm looking forward to it, Brooke. Uh, Again, Portland Trailblazers, third overall pick. Jump over quite a few teams in order to get that pick. Now the process of uh, deciding what Joe Cronin and his staff are going to do with those picks really kicked into gear so we'll be talking about that for the rest of the summer at least for the next month and a half and uh probably a bit after that as well so thank you for joining us on this edition of the blazers balcony we'll be back next week peace out number three